Today's episode of Adam vs. the Man is brought to you in part by Pedialyte, Pantera's favorite hangover cure and Adam's official cure for COVID. That's right. We did it. Finally. I got COVID. Joey and I have COVID. We we have COVID. Fuck, who knows? We're dying. Uh, We went to an awesome party this last weekend. Awesome. Awesome party. Uh, Concert, really, but it it felt like a party. It was a community share fest in Colorado and Denver. Thank you to Bruce Bauman. There were signs on the door. You might get COVID entering this facility. And I was like, I'm passing joints, not judgment, with as many people as I can tonight. We did. I think we got COVID. Although it could have been just like sleeping and weird and like, but finally, I I don't get the flu. Like I've like I've, I've never in my life a little respiratory infections, whatever. Um, yesterday, so yesterday was Tuesday. We went to this party Saturday night. Well, really, it went till six a.m. Sunday. Um, slept in the van, drove back. Kind of a rough travel, sleep, whatever. And I gave blood. I don't. I guess. I guess. I got to interrupt all of this. To do my PSA about giving blood. If you don't donate blood regularly, what the fuck is wrong with you, you heartless asshole? Assuming you're eligible. Seriously, what you, you like? I it's, I said this to Bruce at the party. Bruce Bruce Bauman, the host, uh, one of the primary organizers of We Are Change Colorado, um, all around awesome dude. And I was <laughs> he, I was tripping on mushrooms, and he was trying to get one of the. Uh, performers who I didn't recognize to the stage and all set up. And I'm like, no, Bruce, Bruce, you, you have to tell people about giving blood. You have to tell people about giving blood. <laughs> it, it wasn't quite that bad of a, you know, clinging, begging thing. But I was telling him, I was like, dude, no, I gave blood earlier today. And it's like, I was, I was geeking out on it with him. It was before he was actually trying to like get away to this. And I was like, oh yeah, you're running an event. I should not do this to you. Um, but I was, I was like, Bruce, Bruce, for decades, humans have been able to take a part of your body and give it to another person to put in their body to save their life. We don't know how to synthetically make blood yet, but you can give blood from your body and it goes in another body. Why don't you do this? This needs this needs to, like this needs to be a staple of We Are Change Colorado activism. Yeah, like right. we go as We Are Change together, and we I, I don't know if there's a way I don't care, but like <laughs> it needs to like if you're a good person, you fucking donate. I and I, I I'm gonna like yeah I, I maybe I've shied away from this in the past. Be like, are you a good person or not? If, if given what we know about this, because you know what, someday you might find yourself in the emergency room, on the operating table because you were in a car accident because you had no fault of your own whatsoever, and it doesn't fucking matter. And we are in a blood crisis right now. We're having a shortage on the American blood supply, and there's no fucking reason. Like, since decades ago when we figured this out and how easy it was, you you, you go and you sit down, I'm afraid of needles. Well, I'm afraid of dying because a doctor said, you know, well, we, we got to give this pint of blood to somebody else. You know, we can't we can't throw as much blood at this problem as, as, as might be. We have to be sparing with it and miserly with our... Fuck that! That should scare the shit out of you. Oh, I'm afraid of needles. Fuck you. Fuck you. If you are eligible to give blood regularly and you don't give blood regularly, you are not a good person. Sorry. I'm going to lay it out like that. And if you didn't know that, if you never thought about it, hey, I forgive you. 
forgive you. Fucking fix it right now. Go sign up online, make an appointment. That's simple. It's not hard. It's really not hard. Um, I mean, I've been giving blood regularly since since I was in the Marines. Before the Marines, since college. That was actually the first time I couldn't give blood was, oh, you were just in Iraq. You can't give blood. Hey, oh, you just got a tattoo. Hey, guess what? If you get a tattoo, you got to wait three months. So if you're about to get a tattoo, give blood, then go get a tattoo. And then instead of waiting two months, wait three months for your next appointment. I'm not saying be anal about it. Like, oh, I got to schedule every – like, I'm not. I mean, last time I gave blood was was Saturday. And I was I was a bit overdue. What had been like three or four months. I, but if that, that's because I travel a lot. I've, I, my excuses, my my logistics are always uh, kind of an upheaval, and I don't have any blood donation center here regularly. So my donations are a little more sporadic when I go into Babylon, but I never go more than four months. There's no reason. There's no, like, you can give, you can give a pint of blood every two months. I do what they call with uh, Vitalin the double power red. It's, it's actually really cool. They put a needle in your arm. And it's got a triple fork and the tube coming out of it. And it pulls the whole blood and it sends it to a centrifuge. And it separates the red blood cells from the plasma and puts the plasma back in your body. You, with, with saline, you feel like the cold moisture creeping up into your heart across your right. I think it's, it's pretty fun. Um, yeah. But it's a, it's a chore. It's a chore. It's a chore. What kind of asshole neglects their chores when those chores save lives. Fuck you. Good question. Fuck you. If you're if you're eligible to give blood and you don't give blood regularly, you're not a good person. I, I mean there might be some exception. I'm not trying to be absolutist wait, about wait, this. Wait, 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 wait. You're not a good person, or you haven't thought about it until you are right a man and got blessed. All right, from now on. From now starting <laughs> now, if you're hearing this now, <laughs> you may have been you may have just been an ignorant person. We give you that. We also so want to anybody who cannot. Yes, if, you, if you're uneligible, whatever, no big deal. But that's that's. Well, and for everybody who's out there screaming about get vaccinated or you're an asshole, no, go go get blood or you're an asshole. Yeah, it's really, like that that level yeah. of extreme. That how, yeah, how many people are like if everybody who was vaccinated gave blood, we would not have a blood crisis. Imagine, imagine that. It's a little bit more of a chore. And again, with COVID vaccine, it's you know, it's an injection. It's free. Well, give him blood. Give him blood. You get you, you get, get I, will, will, I, I donate usually with Vitalin just because like, I'm in their system, but you can go donate Red Cross, you know, a handful of other organizations. I'm not, you know. And and a lot of people complain in libertarian circles, like or anarchist groups, like, well, your blood goes into a corrupt me-. it doesn't fucking matter. Because you know what? That corrupt medical system is the one that is going to save your ass when your brain is leaking out of your skull because you were in a car accident or whatever it is in traumatic injury. Like, you know, it, it, you are going to turn to that. And as long as the evil modern medicine establishment has taken over the blood supply, has taken over, you know, modern medicine as a whole, it doesn't fucking matter in this one mechanism. Give blood, give blood, give blood. Um, anything else on that? All you need is blood. Dun, 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 dun. blood. I mean, there. Well, I mean, there. There are plenty of. Ex- it just. It's really fucking like it's dumber than COVID. That for decades humans have had the ability to give blood 
and give it to other human beings in surgery and, and transfusions and save lives and that we don't have, and, and you know what, I'll tell you what, even, even to the, to the value of this, it should be monetized. Right? I, yeah. Why not? Why you know, it, it, it should be, uh, it should be a market function. I, one of the things that bothers me about it is that I don't get to give more often. He's like, I'm, I'm 210 pounds. And like, can't. and she's Joey here literally weighs half my weight sometimes. And our blood schedule. Is the same. The same. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Um, there's tons wrong with it. I'm not saying this is a virtuous system, uh, inherently a virtual, virtuously organized system. It is a virtuous system. The fact that you're given part of your body to save another human being's life. If you, if you give up that opportunity, you're an asshole. You're an asshole. You're just, you're not a good person. Uh, but there are not only are like, it's, and it's funny, it came out right after I posted this on Twitter I, and nobody cares. Like I post, I, this has been my pet cause for how long? So basically years, the entire man. time I've been a public figure. I mean, years. With IVAW, I didn't get to have like a, a, a pet cause outside of anti-war veteran stuff. But as long as I've had Adam versus the man, I think it's been like, there's the one thing I'm going to promote uh, or, you know, without any, and, and uh, it should be monetized. Like you should get paid uh, because there should be a proper economic system around someone goes to the hospital and gets blood transfusions and gets billed for it or their insurance company gets billed for it rather. And that is priced into it in such a way that it is priced through the medical supply system that they go, oh, yeah, there's, it's $100 for a pint of blood that goes to the donor, as opposed to you get nothing, right? You know, like free T-shirts occasionally. Right? Um, it should be. It should be monetized that way. And maybe then it wouldn't be an issue. Um, but it's, it's sort of like uh, if you were in the communist gulags, right? And you had the chance to, you got an extra food ration and someone next to you was starving. You're not going to like not give it to them because, well, this is a Soviet communist system. And if it was a capitalist system, you wouldn't be starving. Like, fucking give them your food. Right. Do I, can I make any more like, oh, I want to hit people over the head with this. <laughs> like, I want everybody in the Adam versus the man audience to, to go and give blood and say well, wait, wait. that Adam sent you. Your you know, birthday in 20. 19. I made a I made a video for my birthday in 2019 saying for my birthday, don't get me anything, just go get blood. And a lot of people did. You got some emails over that, right? Canceled. It didn't stop the shortage. So we we set up Freedom Family virtual blood drive where we help people stay on their schedule and get their chore done and make well, that an annual thing. So um, sidebar on this, Joey and I. Um, have been upping our personal organization game lately, uh, primarily around daily habits and goals and things like that. And for me, reading Seven Habits uh, and and uh, Battlefield of the Mind when I was in jail. But it's just a fundamental thing with organization, Joe. I think maybe some people take what we take for granted. But I have used a Google Calendar. What what is this? Uh, Christopher Cordova on Facebook. Do you know any blood or plasma or both? I do whatever they ask me to do. Yeah, whatever they um, need. I. I was told I have some kind of special blood that is lacking a very common virus they told me that so too. that my blood can be used for uh, uh, transfusions for children. So that's a little extra motivation for me, but it shouldn't be. Uh, but no, I give, I give, I give whatever they ask, but no, about the organization thing, Joey, and, and maybe this is the motivator for some people to just adopt 
one level of calendar organization. It sometimes it shocks me really to find out how disorganized people are who aren't oh, driven entrepreneurs or professionals or just have something that motivates them to keep a calendar. And I'm I'm a fan of Google Calendar. I'm not a fan of Google. Fuck them. Um, but the Google Calendar is a free Great. online um, downloadable. Uh, thing that works on your phone and on a, on a desktop and it makes it really easy to have recurring events. So actually I'm going to go on right now. I can't believe I haven't done this. I failed. Joey. I what failed. You put your blood drive date on. This? I failed in. Well, see now I get texts. Okay, to be from fair, them. we went to a 12 hour rave. Right. afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, my talent does a good job of, of giving reminders. I, 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 get, like, text I got messages. text messages from them today. Yeah. Like, Hey, you know, um, so I gave on January 8th. So I'm going to just jump ahead on my calendar to March 8th and say blood question mark. Da, 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 da. That's it. And so I'll see it on, on March 8th and be like, oh, shit, if I haven't gotten a text and, and booked an appointment, I need to. I need to call in and, or get online and, and do that. That's it. And like most, most people, Joey, like don't like when you say do something every two months. I'm afraid that even to a significant part of our audience, that's kind of daunting. It's it's a lot, especially if you're nine to five and a family. Uh, again, and like, it's, it's right, and you're able to manage all that without a calendar. Make sure you go once a year. I, no, I say go with. I, I do too, but, like, but, but, but until, I, until there's not a crisis, until there's because Joey, there's there's going to be a point we get to where it's really not a thing. This is not going to be a thing. I don't think for another like maybe five ten years. I hate to make you know random projections like that. But my point is within within five to ten years, either modern medicine will have progressed so much that we figured out something better or use use how to use blood better or uh, to stop bleeding more efficiently and lower the, the, the surgical need for blood. Uh, a lot of blood is used in research and, and for people with chronic conditions as well who need regular transfusions. Like mm -hmm. you are literally literally giving a piece of your body to keep someone else alive. Um, so. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, until like, like, let's solve this problem for humanity and be done with it because it's not going to last forever. And eventually, it'll, it'll transition to something properly. If 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 it was monetized, you'd have so you'd have people who like me want to go and make money doing it. Maybe oh, that's probably they do monetize money. it already. And actually, that's that's funny. That's, that's so my point. Uh, chosen for a reason on Odyssey says. It's inhumane not to give blood, but it should be monetized, says the man. Uh, the man, man bun guy. Says the man bun guy. <laughs> no, because it's a service. Yeah, clarify that. Yeah. And yeah, they no. do. You can go give plasma in California no, 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 no. For, for money. And I did it a few times in 2020, waiting for friends who were smuggling cigarettes over the Mexican border. I, I want to address this apparent contradiction. Though, to say, like, it should be monetized, yeah. but it's inhumane if you don't do it. Yeah. Um, well, let, let's use the like drowning well, passerby walking past a drowning person analogy, right? Okay. It's a great, great, you know, moral thought exercise. If you're walking down the road, it goes along a river, you see someone drowning in the river and they're saying, I'm drowning. I can't swim. Please help me. And you can swim and jump in and get them. Like you're an asshole if you don't do it. Right? Totally. Totally. Should they not set, but, but let, let me, let me, there, there are exceptions to this, right? Say you're a doctor on your way to perform a surgery that's going to save three people. Yeah, right? and this is this is again, it's it's it. 
It's it's, it's, I'm not making an absolute condemnation. So forgive my over-the-top language saying you're a bad person. There are plenty of exceptions to this. But basically, basically, if you're eligible and you don't give blood, you're a fucking asshole. Like the guy walking, like it's not that you have an obligation. I wouldn't, I don't if it was an obligation, then you could force that person to go <laughs> save the drowning person, right? Or or have sanctions against them for not. The only legitimate sanction is I don't want to be around you. I want to be around people who are going to save me if I'm drowning in the river. So get the fuck out of my life. Right? Um, but should the person being saved be uh, grateful? Yeah. Should they should they provide a reward for that? Yeah. Um, I mean, dumb recent example. Um, I lost a debit card. And someone here locally found it in a parking lot. I feel really dumb even admitting this. I, I was doing something on my phone with my debit card and I, I let it fall and I opened the door and I fell in the parking lot. Someone found it later that day and they brought it back. And they said, no, like, it's cool. I got to, it was the right thing to do because I knew that it's a small effort for them that saves me a major effort of having to get a new car or call it in or whatever and all the inconvenience of that. And she didn't want anything for it. I said, you know, let me just give you 20 bucks. You did an important favor. It's worth that. Let me tip you for that service. You know, and if, if we were properly valuing blood donations. Yes, it would be systematized and there would be appropriate regular compensation. So psychic taxi. Hey, wait, is that Ed? Was Ed here? Ed, Ed just Ed got here. here. Excellent, because we're about to shift focus to Ed completely for the rest of the show. And then uh, would you trade the producers for, club for the rest of the Yes. Time. Would you trade free healthcare for a monthly blood donation? Good poll. I vote no. There's nothing free. Free healthcare. Free? Mm. Wait, wait. Would you give blood for free healthcare? I would. No, would you trade free health care for a monthly blood donation? I don't understand it. Either. I think, yeah. Why would you say no to that? I don't know, but Ed can explain on camera. That's right, yeah, yeah. We'll get Ed up here in a few minutes. Let me. I got to finish my opening rants. Now that my blood drive rant has gone 15 minutes, it's worth it. It's worth it. I'm serious, though. Everybody. Uh, and Chosen for a life. Reason on Odyssey also wants to know how much he would get paid for saving the drug. I think it's the first time we've seen Chosen for a Reason on our Odyssey channel. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's so, uh, he, she, they is so. We almost involved. didn't do a show tonight. I can't tell if I'm sweating because I the need juice more cowbell thing. or I'm sitting next to the stove. We can get more cowbell. The stove is just really hot. We got the window open. But anyway, back to me having COVID, shall we? Um, <clears throat> so, gave blood Saturday, partied all night. I had a rough drive home Sunday. Yeah. Monday was was fine, but I was already kind of low no, energy. I tried, you know, Monday, I, I was Monday, already feeling sick. I didn't, I didn't lift. Uh, but then yesterday, Tuesday, was when it really hit me. And I felt like I had a normal day. I, I woke up and I did my morning routine. And I, I did my abs workout. And I took the dogs for a little run. And I had a few good hours of, of desk time and I made a phone. I remember making one phone call and being really enthusiastic about it and then making another phone call and be like, huh? Well, I don't, I don't care what you had. Although maybe it was because he was pitching me on uh, some snake oil. But no, it was just, I, I just, I remember sort of like hitting a wall and being like, well, I didn't sleep that much last night. I'm going to take a nap. I took a nap and I pried myself off the couch. Like it took me 10 minutes. I was like, it's time to work out, Adam. You didn't work out yesterday. You didn't work. You didn't lift all weekend. Got to go lift. And I only made it through half my workout. And that like never happened. And you me. came back white as a ghost. And I came back 
And I, I went right back to the couch and I was just like, I can't get up. It was hell. Um, it was hell. I was about 36 was just, hours. No, I was about 12 hours ahead of you on this because Monday, I remember Monday. And you I thought it was like, period. Like, shit. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it was my period and like, ugh, you know. Monday I slept like shit and then I went back to sleep till 1030 and then I fell back asleep at two o'clock in the afternoon. And yeah, it, it took a lot of effort to cross the room on Tuesday. So the reason I know it's COVID is because flu is not a thing anymore. Yeah, they got <laughs> uh, No, we don't know. Obviously, I, I kind of hope it is. And, and based on what we know of COVID and the variants, it's, it's certainly possible. And that as, um, relatively young who knows we're not See, young anymore not, I, we're I, I relatively young. Uh, <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna get the covid test because wait if yeah. I look at you i'm looking the opposite world <laughs> I i'm not getting high <laughs> no i'm saying i don't want to get look, the COVID test because i don't you look I don't that trust way it. I look, <laughs> <laughs> We're actually on the opposite there you side. Go, switch. Jim switched it. Jim switched it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great, great podcast for audio <laughs> listeners. Okay. No idea what's going on. Visual now. humor. All right. No idea. You were saying something important. Forget what I was saying. Oh, the COVID test. I, I've been seeing this flood of people on my Facebook network with positive COVID tests going, uh-oh. And then I don't hear anything else from them. And usually when my friends on Facebook are sick, they they are they let you know about it. It's free, <laughs> free COVID, right? Just like when they have a nice dinner, they let you know about it. Take a picture, right? <laughs> but no chat after that. I don't know if they're just passing out free COVID tests at the Walgreens and people are taking them home and then they're like, oh, fuck, it's positive. And oh, no, this is so happens. true. But I've been seeing a lot of them. And I don't, yeah. I get crossed my mind. Let's get a COVID test. Let's see if we got it. But I don't. Mm. I don't trust it either way, nor do I really give a fuck to be completely right. honest with you. Yeah. I don't care. No, again, this falls back to the analysis that whatever it is that is actually in the public as a bioweapon, as a manufactured virus or naturally occurring, the powers that be, the individuals who go to the Met Gala without masks, who have royal dinner parties, who have dinner at the French Laundry, they know that the virus itself is not a significant threat. Now, if if, if this is if, if this is it, I'm gonna I'm am I coward slightly in experiencing it? No, but I'm confirmed in like, yeah, it might be kind of a funky flu because I don't get the flu. Like, and I'm except for when I have issues with sleep, either sleep patterns or stress or um, logistical challenges, whatever. Yeah. Other than that, I am extremely Exhaustion. healthy. Not a other than that. I'm extremely healthy and that we got it like this uh, after a weekend of sort of planned exhaust, planned sleep deprivation. It wasn't that bad, but no, it wasn't that bad. Um, it, was, it was a rough night for, and we, were definitely, we didn't get complete sleep. We, we were taking three hour and a half. Right. The whole weekend, and we were definitely so. re-exposed to the human Petri dish of this event, passing joints with hundreds of hippies. Um, again, beautiful event to Bruce Bauman and yeah, everybody and all the artists. Great. They had acrobats. And it's on my calendar. I'm going every year. 
and yeah. rappers and guitar players and like flute players and there are a couple just, artists it, i still have to look up from that who i'd never heard of i'm like yeah that's who was that very large lady with the soulful voice that was so incredible <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out maybe we'll, oh, we'll come back to this by the end of the show amazing. i'll pull up some music while you guys are talking because i am i so yesterday back to the having covid and the turning points and all that because this is the last subject and then we'll, we'll get to ed um it's not we're gonna talk about so many other sidebars i'm i have more energy than i thought i would i well, slept so yesterday though we got a lot of people waiting backstage yes we are gonna yeah, like i'm gonna shut up we're not doing any news let's not keep them other away. than this but I, there there is there is at least uh we got to finish the story of being sick one two three four there's five awesome. producers club members in the back awesome we, the way, we to all of you tonight this is our producers club spotlight I, I don't know adam you need to tell the audience what the producers club is it's uh i like to call you guys the freedom family it, it's the Adam. No, it's more specific than that. Freedom Family is a lot bigger than the Producers Club. Producers yeah, Club is people who give us ten dollars or more a month on Patreon and and or have volunteered or contributed in some meaningful way to Adam versus the Man. Specifically, the Producers Club, as in the producers of the show, like we made it that in the sense that you are honorary producers. Like that's where we go to get content for the yeah. show. Um, for example, on it's a Telegram channel, and for example, we have a public Telegram channel that we publish stuff on and promote as the broadcast channel but a lot of my content i forward from the producers club the producers club is the brain trust behind adam versus the man Isn't that a better way of putting it i like that yeah so yes tonight if uh patreon.com slash adam versus the man and sign up uh but as joey's been been pumping this and <clears throat> maybe now i am losing my voice but one news article that we did get from the producers club Oh. Cannabis. This is like I saw that one this morning too. Wait, I gotta finish the story though about being sick, and then I'll get to where we're at now. So today I woke up. Uh, oh, sorry, last night. Last night I took a clonopin. <laughs> clonopin is nice to have if you want to knock out for ten hours. I slept twelve hours yeah. straight, except for two pee breaks, and I, I grabbed a pee cool. bottle. I grabbed a pee bottle to have by the bed so I could sleep hard. Look at my arm across the screen. Um, <laughs> I, so I, I, I got, I literally woke up, stood up, peed, screwed the cat back on, put it down, went back to sleep twice. Other than that, I slept 12 hours straight. I woke up feeling pretty like good from that, but really down still. I knew I was like, I was still sick. And so I slept most of today. Um, and Joey went out and got shit done while I slept <laughs> laundry and errands and Picking up critical stuff. Um, PD light. Yeah. This episode of Adam vs. Man. I really no, Really, we it, can it, ask, look, in, how in much better do I sound now than I did two hours you ago? You sound way better. PD light. It's good enough for the kids. You know, it's good enough. Yeah, I took, I took a bunch of CBD gummies today also. Um, actually, shout out to our friend Helen Apple, Mother Nature's Den. I got a squirt of her um cbd serum and just because i like gummies gummies with cbd this is um gummies from passion passion fruit and lemon from mary's natural creations.com so those are tasty um so i i'm, I'm trying to kind of keep it simple but i guess we call this the fruitopia regimen fruitopia is, is the weed i'm smoking right now i'm candy apple candy apple 
we'll see which one one cures COVID faster. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I, I feel um, from my experience in 40 years being sick occasionally um, that last night was the worst of it, and it was it was really just it was and it was weird for me because like I said I don't get the flu, but. And it wasn't what I've heard described as like achy joints, but it was sore muscles. And it was, it was kind of in between cramping and, um, and muscle soreness from working out, but not distinctly either. But then I would stretch, like I'd go like, oh, that's that's weird. That's going to stretch out and be okay. But it just, it made me feel really immobile. And Joey and I, we, were talk- we went for a walk this morning with the puppies because I was like, I need to get out, you know, even if I feel like just a- when you're sick, you know, one you of got, the walk it off. Like, walk it off. No, it's not walk it off. But I'm a firm. Let's listen to your body, but, but don't be don't, stagnant. Don't either. become stagnant. Yeah, no, my dad was a big proponent of this. Like, he broke his leg on a hunting trip and then got it, like, splinted and kept going on a hunting trip and then like, healed awesome. And he was like, yeah. And they told me, but and I was like, I've always had that attitude. I had a and friend had a have a femur right completely in half. I mean, his femur came out of his leg, and they're like, Yeah, you're never gonna walk again. Six weeks later, he's at the gym. Just refused. refused. So well, yeah, one of the, one of the sort of side effects of modern medicine is that it encourages being bedridden. And it's yeah. funny I say that after having just slept like. 24 hours but then again, hours, like but... in the case of pregnancy they kick your ass out of the hospital way too soon now it's the opposite there's a so bad balance of rest yeah there's definitely a bad balance but we're just appreciating that being retired entrepreneur types here homesteaders do i have anything on my calendar no well then take care of yourself that's the priority take care of yourself it's fucking awesome okay so now about i'm gonna make one more point then we're gonna get to ed and callers and all that now that we're 30 minutes in we are coming to a really interesting turning point in the COVID narrative. And maybe uh, this is going to be the subject for next week's show. And I'll, I'll start with a really well thought out rant. Okay, let's save it. But I, I, I'm going to make the point. I, I posted this on Twitter and it was a meme I got from voluntary memes on Telegram. And it says on the left 2020, and it's got the soy Jack dude with a mask on you're a conspiracy theorist. And then on the right, I don't know what you call the blonde dude with the blonde beard. Um, Nordic Chad or something. There's some, some official meme. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, deaths from and with COVID shouldn't be the same. And I think back, that's what we were fucking saying two years ago. Exactly. Exactly what we were saying it was just, hey, guys, like this is being exaggerated because dying with COVID is not the same as dying from COVID. Just like, separate that, right? Next, Soy Jack, dude, you're so selfish. You only care about yourself. And then Mr. Blondebeard, COVID is mostly affecting the elderly and sick. Why can't I open my restaurant or send my kids back to school? And of course, real libertarians don't send their kids to school. But um, Soy Jack, then next one, why are you attacking science? Blondebeard, the vaccines aren't stopping COVID transmission. 2022. Actually, you were right. Blondebeard. Get away from my family. And it's... You've done enough damage. There's... I mean, it's such a simple meme, but there's so much... But powerful. Profound meaning in this. And for me, 
I wrote uh, on Twitter, captioned it, the only problem with this is that it's my family on the left and they seem pathologically incapable of admitting they were ever wrong about anything. Now, I will exempt, I, I don't mean to say everybody in my family, I, I that was Twitter dramatization to say, you know, my family, it's my family on the left. My dad is- Not is, going through this. My dad is definitely a skeptic. Um, I believe my stepmom is, is uh, maybe not as- grounded in that or well-researched, but also a healthy skeptic at this point um, who never was that bought into it, but they both, well, so here's the other thing. He's like, my dad got vaccinated because he was going through heart surgery. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. Um, not because he got bullied. It, it, it was just, you're in the hospital. You're about to get open heart surgery. The doctors are saying, get the vaccine. What are you going to do? I mean, I'm less you likely really? to get foreign Look, trust me, when I was pregnant, they tried to suggest all sorts of, well, you better do this or else this or else. And I'm like, yeah, you know, just could we leave my womb alone right now and uh, just let, let the baby grow and see what happens. And no, we don't need to do any invasive surgeries or, or, or scrapes or things. And I don't need drugs. I'm good. Let's just, let's. But here's here's the point. I want to get back to the bigger point and then we'll move on. We're going to get it back. There's a, there's a turning point where the narrative of COVID has fallen apart so much that people are going to have to start admitting that we're wrong about stuff. And they won't, right? So those of us who are like, we expect them, some of them will. And and, and I've said this in, in the last couple episodes, that in, in the way that we've seen COVID starting to fade into the background to be like alongside the flu, like you're going to need an annual booster shot or an annual flu shot type thing, right? Um, they're going to let the narrative linger in such a way that this, the hardcore COVID idiots will be able to hold on to it and just say, well, we didn't know. We did the best we could. No, you made a fucking mistake and you trusted the wrong people and you should admit it and learn from your mistakes. And I'm sitting here kind of waiting <laughs> Because in terms of, like, my mom is not the most active or – my mom is a sweet woman. She's not aggressive. She's, if anything, on the meek side. So of all the COVIDians, you know, she's not the most harmful. She's not a bully or anything. Um, but a lot – but she's, she's most of the way bought in, you know, at least. And I, I, I'm pretty sure the rest of, of her side of the family, and and I know my my brother. When I asked him recently, one of my one of my half brothers, if he got vaccinated, um, he said, "Oh well, I like." I said, "Why'd you do that? I like doing experimental crazy shit with my body." This has got to be the dumbest excuse. Is he trying to sound cool about it? I, look, man, I just put my body in the line for the better humanity. Hey, bro. No. And then um, no. my brother, my full brother, who I stopped talking to over this months ago. I mean, among other, other personal things, it wasn't just this. But a big part of it was his, his direct dishonesty around this. He's a full bore COVID. He's the psychiatric nurse practitioner in Washington State who, um, well, I'm, I'm in the healthcare field. And I'm a professional. No, no, no. It's, and he goes, you know, about the therapy thing. He goes into therapy with a mask. I can't do that. I can't do that. And, and I'm I'd rather glad. be behind. Wouldn't you rather be behind glass? I, I would. Well, that'd be cool. Well, that'd be Absolutely. if they could do like Put complete physical there. barrier. 
yeah. with even like a microphone and speaker system so that you're not even yeah. hearing vibration directly, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it, and video doesn't work because there's they, a separation. There's, in the there's definitely a separate. And, and you could share a space and have it. Anyway. Exactly. When you're dealing with like hypnosis level therapies, video is just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. All right. So we're not going to do producer's notes because Jim is. He doesn't want to be on camera. I'm like, you know what I did to get ready for the show, dude? I put on a t-shirt and I wiped some of the Pedialyte out of my beard. We were both asleep an hour ago. Like, yeah, we, we, we were, were just like, yeah, this is the time to catch up on sleep. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, but Jim, we did we did Patreon. So Jim, just get Patreon up on screen there. That'll be it for our promos, producer notes. Um, I guess last note for me, on this note of the COVID narrative falling apart, and people admitting that they're wrong and and how we can i don't i don't want to part of me of course as the libertarian who happens to be right about everything because i'm a libertarian I, I want i want to bolster my credibility i want people to listen to me you know i want i want like there's there's like let's learn the lesson of this not just because i want more credibility for myself as adam kokesh as enemies of the man i want libertarians and skeptics skeptics to have more credibility as individuals and everybody who questioned this COVID narrative to come out of it as, as leaders, yeah. right. As thought leaders, as cultural leaders, as, as lifestyle leaders, as political leaders, but also um, I, I want skepticism. I want, you know, I want that I, to, to have more credibility. I want questioning authority to be cooler. You know, um, how, how do we make sure that, that, that all of those are the, positive things we come out of this with. I mean, I mean, man, I, I remember doing this during the campaign two years ago with the chart, with the whiteboard, you know, flatten the curve of tyranny. I, but I didn't think really last thought long. this was all going to blow up. But now we get to ask those questions because it, the, the narrative really is falling apart in a beautiful way. Sure. Really, like we should be grateful. Like I'm, I, I honestly, my, my, I am ultimately grateful that in this last week, we've seen stuff from Fauci. We've seen stuff from the CDC where they're real, like they folded on PR, PCR tests. Um, they folded on shutdowns in so many different ways. Um, Fauci getting confronted by Rand Paul was beautiful. Talking shit um, about Rand in that other trial. I just, I, the narrative is falling apart. And um, if, if we let them <laughs> sort of let it fade into the background, we let the COVID idiots hold on to their false narrative. We're not going to learn as much as if we as a society collectively face up to the hard truths in front of us right now. So with that, Ombudsman Ed Vallejo taking over for the rest of the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll be, I was gonna, the half hour opener has become an hour now, huh? Close enough. <laughs> well, that'll be started 20 minutes late because we were waiting for you. It's only been 40 minutes. We're waiting on you. Right but, Are you sick too, Ed? What was that? Are you sick too? No, why would I be sick? Because everybody else seems to be. Because it's the cool thing. Oh, well, I'm not one of the cool kids, guys. I'm one of the, one of the elders that, that's taken his D3 and his zinc and his C and resveratrol and about four other things, and I'm pretty damn bulletproof. So if you had something when you and I were interacting there before I left, it bounced right off of me because I'm no problem. The thing I need to look into is the resveratrol. I think mine was just like MDMA withdrawal. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> MDMA can fuck you up. It can mess you up for a day or two afterwards, absolutely. Uh, but the long-lasting effects are absolutely worth a day down. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's better for me to keep my wits about me considering the things that are going on. Uh, yeah, let's hear about that. So Ed has a major announcement tonight about what's happening tomorrow that hopefully will be a very hot topic for discussion for our producers club is Ed is at least seeking some advice, some creative input, and, and perhaps some uh, stealing of the resolve tonight. Ed, what's happening tomorrow? My resolve needs no stealing, my friend. Um, yesterday, I was contacted by our dear friend, Agent Andy, the person that took my cell phone via the warrant out of Washington, D.C. in Ashfork last year. Well, Agent Andy called me on my phone, and since I didn't recognize the number, I didn't answer it. <laughs> and then I got a text from me, hey, this is Agent Anthony, Ed, could you call me? So I said, sure thing. You know, I was, I was out and getting food and had to go to the bathroom and whatnot. So I waited until I get home, you know, put everything away, do what I got to do. I call Agent Andy, say, hey, sorry I couldn't get right back with you, but uh, I had to pee. <laughs> What's up? And he says, well, uh, the field agent from Washington, D.C., you know, the lady that was with us that when we came and took your phone, uh, she would like to have a meeting with you. She'd like to talk with you. I said, oh, she would, huh? Just just a meeting and not, not questioning or interrogation or anything. No, 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 nothing like that. Not at all. At least he said, you know, when we talked after I gave your phone back, you said if there's anything that you could do to help that, You'd, you'd be willing to help? I said, okay, no okay, no problem. What time? He said, how about Thursday at 8 o'clock? I said, uh, up at the uh, field office there up on uh, you know, Deer Valley? He said, yep, that's the place. I said, okay, well, sure, I'll be there. Go ahead and text me the address and, and uh, your full name, and I'll be there. So I'm slated to talk with the FBI tomorrow morning. Let me just first say as a sort of disclaimer, if it was anyone other than Ed going into this scenario, I would say, don't do it until they subpoena you and then have a lawyer. But uh, Ed is going to have some fun with this tomorrow. I'm hopefully recording the conversation. Um, who knows what might come out of this? Um, Ed, you want to run down some of your, your possible, like, I, my, I, I, I mean, we talked about this, and it seems like the most likely thing is as part of their giant January 6th dragnet, and they're just checking boxes because you were a person of interest, and they have to interrogate you one more time and fill out a form, and even if you say nothing, then it just goes in the file as such. No, they don't have to interrogate me one more time. They never got a chance to interrogate me. I never answered a question. Okay, fair enough. Okay, so, no, I, first of all, I don't think they're going to allow me to record it, okay? They might because I'm going to end up having to write down every question that they give me on paper because I want, I want to, you know, I record, I want some sort of documentation of, of what went on. 
And yep. if they won't let me record it, then it's going to take us forever because I'm going to write every last question down by hand. <laughs> okay. That's if I make it in the door. Okay. I still, and there's still no, no solid chance that I'm going to make it in the door. Okay. Because like I told uh, the general counsel for the Oath Keepers, this morning in a phone conversation that I had with Kelly Soliley after uh, she, she and I follow each other on Twitter, okay? And I remember from being back there in D.C. on the 6th, and uh, I wanted to talk with her, and I've talked with quite a few people. Everybody I spoke with, every last person I spoke with says, don't do it, don't go, don't go alone, take a, you know, take a lawyer, I talked to Kelly O'Reilly, who is the general counsel for the Oath Keepers themselves, and uh, she said, "You know, don't go." You know, our general general answer: don't an don't answer any anything. Standard standard statement: don't answer anything. Don't answer any questions, and just don't go and all that. I said, "Well, you know, I I it would be a waste to pay money to Mark Victor." To go with me because he probably wouldn't let me answer, you know, ask the questions. He, it, he would obfuscate the conversation, and I don't want any obfuscation. Okay, I know they're watching me right now. I don't want to give them too much of what's coming tomorrow morning, but I'm coming. I'm coming with both bells, but technically, yeah, it's a euphemism. Okay, I'm not taking any firearms up there or anything like that. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. No, but I'm going to go up there and I'm going to do. I'm going to go up there and do the end thing. If this officer who's on your case is super hot shit and motivated, he's listening right now. But odds are, he's off the clock, and no one is going to hear this at the FBI before tomorrow morning, right? I don't know. You know, I don't know. If, if I was them, I'd be watching every last little detail and lying to me, saying, no, I, I don't know who the hell you are, what you're talking about, but they said, i got to talk to you, so I'm going to talk to you. Can I talk to you? You know, I'm getting the attitude that I would expect if they were every last one of them dirty and in on it and trying to get me. Okay? Uh, so what do you want to come out of this? What do I want to come out of this? I want... A one-on-one -on -one exchange of answers for questions. That's what I want. And I'll, I'll give them the qu first question up front just as a teaser, okay? I want them to tell me, is Ray Epps now or Ray Epps ever been an agent of yours or of the federal government? So this was a clip I saw on voluntary memes today, I think. No, no, it was on RT, sorry, on RT, RT America's Telegram newsfeed. It was Senator Ted Cruz grilling yes. some woman with the FBI remotely yep. on video. You saw this, right? Oh, yeah. He's going, was anybody at January 6th an agent or informant? And he asked the question. I can't answer that, Senator. And she just said, I can't answer. And it's like, well, then you're fucking guilty. But wait a second. But wait, there's more. There's more. After that happened at 4 a.m. this morning, Ray Epps supposedly testified to the committee, and they asked him 
if he had ever worked for or was working for the federal government and he told them no and they said thank you very much and then they thanked him for cooperating with the committee's investigation okay let me let me say that again the guy that was outside telling people to go in to the capitol was thanked by the investigatory committee for his cooperation <laughs> i didn't know you guys were grabbing something to nosh or i would have kept talking <laughs> we should be um i saw that and i, I i'm surprised how much i missed it and then the coverage from January 6th that uh, Epps was that critical character. But, Ed, if what you're, you're expecting a random FBI field agent who works in Phoenix. No. On this, no. Know, from Washington. DC. Uh, so, oh, wait, they're flying out of D.C. Uh, to see you? Uh, yes. Why are you expecting that you'll get some information from her that Ted Cruz was not able to get. I'm not expecting that. I just want an answer from that agent to me, okay? No matter what it is or what it means or anything like that, I just want an answer from that agent, okay? So that I can say, yes, I spoke with a federal agent that told me point blank, yes or no. Okay, and if they don't tell, well, I'm sorry, but that's a part of an ongoing investigation. I can't divulge that information. I said, well, then we're done. So you want me for another question? Thank you very much. I'm sorry I wasted your time. I'll turn and walk away. All right. So, what information do you think you would have to offer them that would be of any value? <clears throat> Whatever it is they want me for, I'm, they want to. They want to ask me whatever they want a meeting. They must want to know something. What is it you think they want from you? They want the words out of my mouth of whatever I'm going to say, because they haven't had that yet. So you think you can offer completely clean, non? implicating testimony and that you just cooperate in helping them check the box will be enough for them to do you a favor of revealing oh. some no, none of that you're trying you're trying to make too much of it trying to make too much this is just a one-on-one -on -one exchange of information between me and them that's all i want okay and i have my line of questioning already lined up in my mind and i'm surely not going to divulge that here fair enough joey do you have any questions or should we go to callers um, I don't know. That blows my mind. They're flying all the way to uh, flying all the way to DC. Sure, short conversation. You know, I can really play hardball with them, right? And eight o'clock tomorrow morning, my time. I will I'll have a, a this stream up, and it'll be live, and you can connect it to Facebook and and Twitch and everything, and we'll be live, and I'll. When they say, come on, let's go in, I'll have the camera fall. Okay, let's go on in, and I'll be live for the entire conversation. I highly doubt they'll allow that. And if they say, no, we won't allow that, and say, well, then it's not happening. If you want to know what I have to say, you'll do it. See, I'd have fun playing that 
corner game to that that checkmate game. I can do that, but I'd rather not take that hardball approach to start with. It all depends on how I feel when I get there. It all depends on how I feel after I pray tomorrow morning at sunrise. You know, all of those things matter to me because I believe that 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 God motivates me in what I do, and God guides my hand, and God protects me. And I do as I'm moved, and I'm moved to do this. Yeah. Yeah? Hey, follow your intuition. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take some callers, see if they have any input for you that might be helpful, any insights or advice. Uh, who do we have? We have people waiting backstage? I'll just pop them up. I'm going to take the rest of the show. Basically, focus on callers. Yeah, we do. I'm having some connectivity issues here. Who's that? Hey, Anthony. What's on your mind, brother? There we go. Me. There we go. Oh. You guys hear me? Hello, hello, yes. It's been a while since I've been on the show. So far, so good. Yeah. I'm just sitting here in bed because our show is so late now. It's 8.30 almost. <laughs> so sitting in bed, watching the show. I figured I'd jump in backstage, see what's going on, check in with everybody, make sure everybody's on I'm glad you bring that up, too, because I'm kind of curious from the producers club since, like you said, they really are the, uh, the brainchild of the show here. What brain do you guys trust. think? The brain trust. The brain child works too. No, child is like we created it. I mean, you know, I feel like, like we all influence us. each other. Right. Okay. So. Uh, no, do you guys like the format better day, night? Like, what, what, what's your take on the shift in format a few months ago? Uh, the nighttime is a little bit harder for me uh, because of my work schedule. So I, I try to sleep at night when possible, which doesn't usually happen, but nighttime is usually my busiest time. I've actually been out in the field for the last four days. So it's the first time I've sat in a bed in four days. So that's nice. That's why I'm in bed and I'm just kind of in my, in my PJs and watching the show, seeing what's going on. And, uh, I can't get on Facebook, as some of you probably seen the Producers Club, because I'm on a, every time I post anything on Facebook, I get banned for a month, two months, three months. So I've been, since uh, Biden took presidency, I've been banned. Eight or nine months out of the last year. <laughs> Crazy. Why bother? Why? 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 As I said, like I, I use it to try to communicate with family, but basically all I use is the messenger now because I can't do shit else with it anyways. So I can see I, why I, are you using Facebook it. Messenger though? Like, there's so many better options. Get your family on Telegram. Yeah, my my family is they use what's easy. A lot of them are old. They they're not gonna switch over to Telegram. Or switch it's over actually to easier than Twitter. And my mom loves it, by the way. Tele it. From what I remember of Facebook Messenger, with all the dumb stickers and weird functions and contact organizations, Telegram is an easier messaging app. Yeah, trying to get them to move over to it. I obviously have Telegram, and I have Discord, and I have Teamspeak, and I have. Facebook and I have Twitter and I have Instagram and I have every single other social media platform. 
Facebook just bans me. I've just I've just assumed that I'm just not supposed to use Facebook. So I use it more as a messenger and to see pictures of like my nieces and nephews and whatnot when they post them. So welcome, John White. You might try making a new Facebook account. Ahoy! Uh, I've been I've been flagged. So uh, maybe try making a new Facebook. Exact same thing. Somebody else. Okay. Okay. Make a new Facebook account. On a platform other than Facebook. Other than Facebook, yeah. I decided a long time ago that Facebook was just going to be for my pictures <laughs> of me and my dog. And I go, I try not to argue with people on there. I try not to chime in or even have like discussions. I've got some van life groups that I love. The Juniper Woods Ranch group is pretty awesome. You still use Facebook for that? Come on. I mean, are you? I don't know. So like, I and I have a profile there. So that people can like, oh, it's that guy because I use it for that. I'll admit, um, but I, I am. It, it is an unavoidable feature for certain social functions. Um, I'm not going to deny that. And for conscious limited use, okay, fine. That's my my precise position. But I would rather not have to at all, and and I don't want to see people reinforcing it. Um, I don't know, because Facebook is the social network because it has the comprehensive functionality, right? And that's what got it to be that, whereas Twitter is the conversation that sits on top of it. Um, sure. But <laughs> will Facebook ever be properly replaced or reformed to something with integrity? I hope so. It needs to be. Is that what you're holding up for? So I was one of the very first people that was on Facebook. I like honestly, though, and not to interrupt you, Ant, but uh, Ben Shamil on Honesty. Do you know Ben? Ben is bugging me to tap you and get your attention, and and you're supposed to play this video from New York that you are supposed to be familiar with. Me. I'm sorry, I, I had to break that because Ben's Ben's blowing up the email it or Ben, I put the telegram link in there. Um, that's the best place for the uh, the during show chat. Email you want me to share a link, email it right now to Adam at the freedomline.com and I'll get to it before the end of the show. There you go. Sorry if I missed something important. There you go. I I, I love seeing the Odyssey comment so active though because right I don't know Odyssey's still coming along but in terms of alternative platforms I like it you know it's it's the answer to YouTube just like I think Telegram is going to be the answer to Facebook. I, is Telegram going to build out profiles and events and like in in I guess because what it already has events in, in its own can way. You make an event on Telegram. No, but you can share like Eventbrite links, and it's it's it reminds me of Facebook originally because it's stripped down functional it, and it's chronological, and there is nothing like well, what's your preference? We're going to show you this, that, and the other thing first, and there's no censorship per se. I don't know. Durov had some new notes about Telegram. Uh, he's just, uh, he says 2021 was a phenomenal year for Telegram. It became the most downloaded app in the world in January. Managed to welcome 70 million new users in just one day in October and was declared the fastest growing app of the year in December. 
We know we owe this growth to you, our users. So we carefully listened to your feedback and kept making Telegram better for you throughout the year. Yesterday, we released our 12th major update this year, packed with features you requested like reactions and message translation. With each update, we will try to simply add a missing feature, but instead expand its boundaries and redefine how it looks, feels, and works. We hope that this approach can improve quality and human communication and bring more efficiency, happiness, and joy to the world. Wow, that, that gives me hope for Telegram able being able to very carefully, deliberately build out slowly and, and sort of cautiously without it getting messy like Facebook and, and be able to then displace it somehow. Man, that's... Yeah, yeah. Rob has been pretty um, adamant about not succumbing to the grip of big tech. Um, well, cor oh, and correct me if I'm wrong, back in that don't know because like i feel like an idiot sometimes going telegram 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 mushrooms 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 i really don't know much about either <laughs> although i am a regular enthusiastic user of both uh like telegram is basically a charity project at this point right i mean as one super rich investor said this needs to exist and put a million dollars into it there's a lot of people that volunteer yeah like i don't know the exact number and i don't know like who's on the actual payroll but yeah, I do know that there are a lot of people that volunteer in Telegram that have been vetted to, to volunteer. I mean, it's set up as a corporation, but it's basically a big charity project. I'm so surprised yeah. that uh, Facebook or Twitter hasn't tried to, to buy up Telegram and incorporate it somehow already. I mean, Ed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All and these babies. Yeah, sorry if I'm missing shit, not keeping track of it. That opening monologue was like all the energy I had left today. <laughs> and now I'm just being chill. So Joey or Joey and Ed and Jim. I told you guys I'm gonna do my opener and then hand it off to Ed to take calls anyway. So I lay on the bed. <laughs> After this <laughs> Sleep. I don't no. think I've ever seen this many callers on our channel. There was one thing in Telegram that was really kind of concerning for me, and I clipped it a while back. Uh, it was kind of a security policy sort of issue um, that I, I don't want to blow it out of proportion because I can't remember it, but I had sent it to the um, Defund the Matrix channel and forgot about it but it was kind of like oh yeah if you oh yeah it was the whole issue about if you download the app from the google play store versus going directly to the website you're kind of introducing vulnerabilities uh because of what the requirements for the app are on the google play store versus a direct download from durab's site I agree. Yeah, it was it was uh, kind of sketch in that manner. So there was a big like push by people. Don't download it from the Google Play Store. If if you do, what? these are the, these channels you can't even access. Blah blah blah. That's crazy though. You said seventy million in one day download. Isn't that insane? That, yeah, that's. I, yeah, I that was a big jump. That. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was a jump ship right there. But that's like worldwide, right? Telegram that I've noticed recently also, we're talking about Telegram, is that it's starting to become like a new platform for um, kind of like an OnlyFans. Like people like the, the yeah. girls or whatever, like they're having their own like channels now versus tele versus uh OnlyFans or they pay them a commission. So they're they're setting up their own Patreons with their Telegram channels. So you pay them and you get the live chat with them and, and stuff through their Telegram channels versus going through all of the extra shit. They siphon all your percentage of your money for you doing all the work. Yeah. What's the other one? Well, we're What's all the other where we just, we decided to not engage with Patreon because it's just another vector for censorship and then fucking with the money. So we keep the money going that way. Like you have to, for certain things through mainstream channels, if you're going to process credit cards and debit cards, which of course we like to get away from. But anyway, I'd like to read the first paragraph of Telegram parentheses software on Wikipedia for people who really don't know, because it is a weird thing to get your hand your your head around conceptually. Other than oh, it's a messaging app. That's easy, right? It's a messaging app that does channels. That's pretty easy. Telegram is a freeware, cross-platform, cloud-based instant messaging service. The service also provides end-to-end -end encrypted video calling, voice over IP, file sharing, and several other features. Launched for iOS 14 August 13 and Android October 2013. The servers are distributed worldwide to decrease frequent data load with five data centers in different regions while the operational centers based in Dubai. In the United Arab Emirates. Various client apps are available for desktop and mobile platforms, including official apps for Android, iOS, Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. There are also two official Telegram web twin apps and numerous unofficial clients that make use of its protocol. All of their official components are open source, with the exception of the server, which is closed source and proprietary. I understand is essential for the encryption. In January 2021, Telegram surpassed 500 million monthly active users, the most downloaded app worldwide in January 2021 with 1 billion downloads globally as of late August 21. This isn't very updated. Hey, you, need, you need to get on here and update the Wikipedia page for me. <laughs> um, Telegram was launched in 2013 by brothers Nikolai and Pavel Durov. Previously, the pair founded the Russian social network BK, which they left in 2014 after claiming was taken over by Putin's allies. Pavel Durov sold his remaining stake and left Russia after resisting government pressure. Um, so it says Nikolai Durov created the MT Proto protocol that is the basis for the messenger, while Pavel Durov provided financial infrastructure through his digital fortress fund. A Telegram Messenger states that its goal is not to bring profit, but is not structured as a nonprofit. So it's an American LLC. Yeah, cool. Um, so it, it's kind of interesting to think that like it could it could flip and go bad at any time. Since it's basically these two guys behind the whole thing, but it's become so much more than that, and basically um, like a trust of the internet, a function of the internet. And the thing is, it it's even if this failed, what what I love about this is that if it failed and disappeared tomorrow because government shut it down, it'd be back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Different name. Different different name. We start over. It's like, it's like how the Pirate Bay went with like people just grabbed the source code. And... 
This is part of the internet now, ladies and gentlemen. Congratulations. Speaking of speaking of like positive messages for tonight, positive major observations and turning points. We connect this to you know the acceleration of the human experience. Yeah, Facebook is losing its grip, and Telegram is. And now you can't. Like, I mean, I've been a champion of Telegram for at least a few years, but really enthusiastically this last year, and to see it taking like, yeah, if you're spending time on Telegram, you're not spending time on Facebook. Jim brings yeah. up a good point. Call quality on Telegram's garbage, but I, I feel like they yeah, have even over the past year. I've seen improvement. Yeah. And yeah, it depends on your internet connection, I think, too. Even as a messenger service, just person to person, it blows everything else out of the water. And I realized that five years ago. Hey, Ed. Yeah. Does anyone here use a third-party Telegram clients? I didn't even know they had Ed, check it out. I've just been using the, the first-party Telegram app. I'm using I Telegram on the computer. I got Telegram on the phone. Yeah. Um, it's just practice. vitamin C. <laughs> I love <laughs> <laughs> it's just vitamin C, Ed. Don't get it. It all worked out. The Telegram. John, like, what's up, man? Who's interacting? Who's who's interacting? Well, this is the first time I've actually got to talk to John. What's up like, with one? Oh yeah, I mean I haven't been on in a while. Been, I've, uh, I've been wanting to talk to you too, man. Finally. Yeah, man. It's good to see you, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we changed the. We changed the. It's good to see all the deal, and I haven't really had the time to get on as much as before. And I was on whenever Adam was taking his vacation in in Colorado and jail. I got on a few times because well, the show had to go on, right? So <laughs> I filled in where I where I could there. You know, um, no, I'm just doing my thing still here in the old old patch, um, trying to get to where I can work from home. Uh, so I can actually have more time to do things and actually live a life instead of working a life. But, you know, one step at a time. So That's true. to see you go through that transition over the last year and be a, a part of uh, your virtual community and giving you the, the, the confidence to move through that and find a better path for yourself. It's really like the most satisfying thing. I, I realized a while ago, one of the things that sets me apart from most successful media producers, aside from not being successful, <laughs> is I don't have that pathological drive for an audience or to ha or, or for the attention. You and don't pander. Huh? You don't pander. No. No, well, he doesn't. Pull off. I'll say, if you're, you, how many people in the audience that I start the show by telling them they're not good people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you. Hey, yeah, fuck you, Adam. I, I mean, you start the show by telling everybody basically, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. But if you get blood, then you're okay. But if not, you're a piece of shit, fuck you. <laughs> Literally, I think those are your exact words. So. Well, wasn't that earlier in the show that you yeah, told me that I was not going to go and give blood? Didn't he say that in the show, earlier in the show? I'm a bad guy because I'm not going to give blood. Nah. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. One of one, Ed, you're going to have to go back and listen to it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Ed, go stand in the corner. To be to be fair, every time I try to give blood, I pass out, so they don't let me give blood anymore. Really? Yeah. There's this art I've, I've noticed with with audience. I'll say our audience for all the various teams that have done 
Adam versus the man over the shit decade and a half. Um, is it, wait, no, Adam versus the man. Yeah, started 2011. No, not decade and a half. Eleven years. Lemonade uh, liberation. Remember that. Dec- yeah, man, decade and a half of full time activism. I can round up to that. Because um, anyway, but a lot of people like have gone through the audience and gotten bored with me and then been like, okay, Adam, I get it. You know, and like, okay, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, you changed my life. You changed my perspective, but I don't need to listen to your ass every day. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's better than, oh my God, Adam, tell us what's going on in the news today. Like, I don't want an audience of, of you know, pussies and sycophants who are just like, you know, hanging off my every word. But, but people who are here to learn from a perspective they can make your life better and, and kind of move on. Well, hey, I'll just take a minute to say if I can. You have a steward leadership style. That's what it's about. It's about leading people to a point and then letting them take it from there rather than just continuing to lead them. It's very nice of you to call it a style. Stewardship. Well, it's one of the central tenets yes. of Christian anarchism. Very well said. Steward leadership. Yeah. To lead by example. I add. I. I find my lack of beard disturbing. I. I just shaved mine off, man. Like, couldn't do it. It was, dude. It was like big and thick, and I was like looking at Adam, going, "Yeah, I'm gonna beat you." <laughs> you got something out here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got like a backwards mohawk going on with your beard. Yeah. <laughs> It's a gentleman's soul patch. <laughs> it's not full on. <laughs> now, how about Matt's beard, though? Man. Dude, I love Matt's beard. Like, I see pictures of Matt, and I'm just like, man, he... Looks he, like a big fucking lumberjack. <laughs> he's good as a beardo, man. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So, so if I may, like, change from that real quick on the subject. Well, the lady's not in the room here. Joey's out doing lady things right now. Uh, <clears throat> I've been very keen on the symbolism of having a beard and why it's so popular among libertarians and that there's something not just inherently rebellion compared to being in the military where they want everybody to look like a woman, but that they really <clears throat> want to stifle gender roles. Because, and it's not that they, the goal is not to stifle gender roles. The goal is to stifle, and it's not even to stifle masculine assertiveness, but that from the powers that be, there's a goal in controlling the population of keeping people beaten down, right? This is nothing new. Blue jeans. Huh? Blue jeans. I was always told it tickles their thighs. <laughs> this is this is not anything new, right? I mean, in in terms of the psychological manipulation of society for the purpose of exploiting people as as cogs in the machine. But what I've been particularly keen to lately is that there's a suppression of gender roles. And as a man, I'm tempted to think, oh, they don't want men to be able to stand up and fight. But there's suppression of. Uh, even that concept of divine masculinity at the same time of divine femininity of, you know, everything. I don't want to even parse it apart because all my biases are going to show if I, if I don't use careful language here, 
but there's definitely something in in like with what we talk about with Homefront Battle Buddies in terms of you know the the righteous warrior uh, being restored to its relevant role in society as opposed to the soldier who follows orders and kills for politicians. And I I, I know that when I when I this is where I'm going to really put my foot in my mouth. Are you guys ready? So I see that with, you know, this is, you know, knew this is going to happen eventually. The whole transgender issue. I see the, the celebration and the sanctity created around anything that's, that's trans as a way of reinforcing an abandonment of healthy gender roles. And I think a big part of that is uh, for men transitioning what it, and this is just where it where it, it, it strikes a weird chord with me psychologically that part of the objective is for men to be afraid to be men yeah absolutely for for men or boys and it's really abusive and manipulative when it happens with boys but when boys are led to see, to to see the role of a man as frightening and want to say, well, I'm, I'm really, a, I, you know, identify more with the, the, the woman or female inside me or for women. It's, and, and, and I, and I, I, I have to flip it and, and really be sort of gender balanced and fair with this, but for girls being convinced to be boys. I mean, we've seen the cliche of the butch dyke overweight lesbian who's gross and can't get a man and says, fuck it. I'll be lesbian. Right. But there's an abandonment well, of there's, there's divine femininity in so many ways attached to that, right? Well, they've redefined all masculinity as toxic masculinity, it seems like, anymore. So it, and it shouldn't be. So there, there is such a thing as toxic masculinity, you know. Uh, but I agree. Yeah, aggression you, driven by insecurity primarily is the obvious example. Toxic exactly. masculinity Are you is looking about at my woman? Look, look, I, I've got to chime in here being the tomboy that I am. Like, I don't know. It has something to do with my name being Right? Or I was, my mom worked and I was raised by my grandfather. I mean, I had a strong male role. So I took on that, but that male role never denied the fact of, of my divine femininity. He, 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 he never did that. Um, and I don't know when, when, for me, growing up, this tomboy, this this girl that didn't like makeup and preferred working on cars to to doing hair, right? I I loved when the non-binary thing kind of came out because it, it made you look tame by comparison. It did. It made me look tame by comparison, but it made me also realize that this very is very within the realm of normal. Yeah, this is absolutely within the realm of normal. And and to your comment of the, the large overweight woman who just you know can't get anybody in, and is depressed and decides, oh well, I'll just go ahead and be lesbian and, and I'm sure that's a thing. I'm course, I know it's a thing, but I know hundreds of beautiful, healthy, feminine looking lesbians that try to dress as guys that like, they, they can't pull it off, right? Like you, there's no denying looking at this woman that she is a beautiful woman, right. but it doesn't bother me that they dress like a man if that's how they feel. Like I, 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 right. I, I don't no, know, I, I wore little boy clothes. When I was little, I still shop in the So let, let me, let me, let me, shop let, in the me let me put a disclaimer <laughs> so I don't seem like as much of an asshole as I'm myself to be here, is that 
I actually cherish the freaks more than most people and have, I think, more love and acceptance in a healthy way for individuals and lifestyles outside of the norm. I think you'll attest to that. And I think all my, my public, everything is, 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 you know, backs me up on that. That being said, the crushing of the healthy gender role assertion in society is a real fucking thing right now. And even if you don't take in the female angle at all, as men, we got to be concerned that, you know, what it means to be a man and stand up to injustice and stand up to bullshit authority is something that is being suppressed on so many levels. And that wearing a beard is a dumb symbol of asserting, but it's a nice one. And it's, it's, it's connected to something much more fundamental for humanity than just fucking facial. I'm trying to look it up which tribe it was, uh, but there were, and I think it's multiple Native American tribes where there were the two genders was never. It was, it's all five. over the county. It's always been there. It was fine. And, and for me, like that makes sense because it, you know, I feel equal parts of my masculine and feminine, but that doesn't make me feel like I'm not a woman, but I can't say how I would feel if as a woman, I felt more of my inner man than, than my woman. We, we, we both have a masculine and feminine. Right. Everybody does. And the healthy person has accepted both of them and, and knows how to manage both of them in a, in a healthy way with the and other it's role. definitely not healthy, however the fuck we're doing it now. <laughs> it's a big thing. It's, it's, it's there are healthy gender roles, but there are also... The Native American people... There, there are characteristics gender roles, too. The Native American people had gay Native Americans among them. It was a natural phenomena that wasn't very, you know, it didn't happen that often, but it happened. And they treated them as special individuals and they protected them as they did the women. I found the article. Right, and, and healthy gender roles across all the whole natural spectrum were celebrated and accepted and encouraged. And there was an inherent recognition of the humanity in that, that maybe in some Puritan sense was suppressed to traditional male-female binary gender roles, and we're kind of experiencing some whiplash out of that now. But at this point, the, the crushing of, of any kind of healthy natural gender expression it, it, it just, it, it's, well, it's very disturbing. So there was an so article. Place.com says, among Native Americans, the role of third, fourth, or even, even fifth genders has been widely documented. Children who were born physically male or female and yet showed a proclivity for the opposite gender were encouraged to live out their lives in the gender role which fit them best. But they I don't think they cutting people up. They, exactly. They did it without pharmaceuticals and they did it without hormone therapy and they, they did it. It was just, it was a natural thing. It was, it was a society that at least had some natural balance. They called it two spirits, yeah. one heart, five genders. The new world yeah. is a romanticized term inspired by legions of Europeans to, to race the places we live in search of freedoms from op oppressive regimes or treasures that would be claimed in the name of some European nation. And the article goes on to talk about old prejudices in a new world. 
and it's specifically Native American written. Okay, so it's probably romanticized and simplified, but it's a very useful point, right? The bigger question yeah. then is, how do we move humanity, or at least America and first world countries now, who are in a very awkward, unhealthy state in regards to natural gender roles, to, to whatever that enlightened ideal would be? Because this ain't fucking it. No, but I right. think it's walking people through a doorway. It's about health. It's about going from unhealth to health. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I'm low on power. I wasn't expecting to stay this long. My phone's about to die. Just wanted to you, thank you, everybody. You, yeah, You're awesome. Man. Good to see everybody. Nice awesome. hanging out. Y'all have a good evening. We'll see y'all the next time around. Cheers. I know our, our callers Matt. called. I mean, Ant got to give his uh, update. I want to make sure our callers all have plenty of time. I didn't expect we were going to get them all up at once, but I like that better than making people wait. This has been fun. It's been a little good panel. I dig it. I dig it. But no, let's let's make sure all the callers had a chance to bring up whatever other random subjects. Yeah, somebody emailed us some links. Oh, let me double check. Do we want to start that? Let me check. Let me check. No, no, somebody emailed us some links about, uh, was Can that I... you, about somebody who got shot by police? Before we go on, can I just touch on one more thing? Um, it, it says that Native Americans traditionally assign no moral gradient to love or sexuality. A person was judged for their contributions to the tribe and for their character. So, yeah. So when you take away that pressure, like, and, and you have that now, I mean, you've experienced it. I think you're yeah. 40 and you have kids in a family. Like, like people have this unrealistic expectation of you. you take that away and let people be themselves. You know, if, if you, it, maybe that's, maybe that's the answer. Most people say as a dude, you wait till 40 to have kids. You're fucking smart. Dude, when my, I was. My brother's in his forties and he just had two. So I'm happy. I'm, I mean, it's, I've wanted kids for a long time, but I'm really happy to have waited and gotten my homestead comfortable. It's not there yet. To have yeah, kids. But close women, enough, though, there is financial stability. Like, if I tried to do this 10 years ago and have a kid, I never would have been able to achieve this. I'm going to be a better father for having waited. You will. You will. And, but for women, there's this, and I think it's it's trickled out by now, maybe 90s, early millennium. But they're just unreal. No, it's it's still it's still there. Have a kid with me. Yeah, I mean, from from Sesame Street to The Little Mermaid on up to watching Friends, right? You're looking at a girl going through or aging it's it's you gotta your job as a woman is to have children and find a man you gotta get the best man you have to be competitive with all the other women to get the men and it's like this is just subconsciously engraved in every single woman by hollywood and that's because that that go-getter attitude is masculine it's imposing i don't know Uh, that's both no it's biology perverted by hollywood yeah, that's the thing is there is, and this is the thing I'm, I'm trying to tease out here is that there is a healthy, natural, biological component that should be celebrated and embraced and recognized that we are perverting through social expectations. We are perverting through the media. We are massively allowing to be suppressed, especially in male assertiveness by the powers that be in order to keep society controlled and exploited for whatever else they're doing right now, whether it's population control or what have you, but it's all power, money, exploitation and, and understanding funny. these fundamental concepts and being attuned to them, I think is very important. Absolutely. 
I agree, Adam. You're so agreeable. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you fucking hate me for that? <laughs> Receptive. All right. So who else? Yeah. Has that? Thank you, John. Thank you. Would you please? Mm -hmm. I'll have another one. These are really good. So, uh, I watched a video the other day, and I wanted to share it. I couldn't figure out how to share it. And uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but they had a lady got pulled over, and she was being searched by the cops, and they found this package taped to her thigh. And so cop cuts her pants and gets this package to start unwrapping it. What is this, ma'am? It's none of your business. You got drugs. I don't got drugs. None of your business. So he goes through. It takes him like ten minutes. Just wrapped like ninety different layers, and finally he pulls out. A, he's, he's gonna. He's under. She's under arrest. She's gonna arrest her. He pulls out. He thinks it's drugs. He's so certain it's drugs. He pulls out a cell phone. He's like, "What the hell is this?" He's like, "That's my burner phone. I'm cheating on my boyfriend. I'm gonna have my phone back. Or can I go, please?" He goes, "You're gonna you get done." He's like, "We'll see about that in court." He says, yeah, you're going to look really stupid in front of a judge. You'll see. He's like, keep keep it up, guy. Can I, can I get my stuff and go? He's like, no, ma'am, you're not free to go. He's like, well, I need to be free to go. It, it took him like the whole video is like 20 minutes long. And he's sitting there unwrapping this, unwrapping this, unwrapping this. Unwrapping That's like 10 layers of cognitive dissonance, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I really, really, really wanted to go. Slap <laughs> 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 some shit to my leg and <laughs> get it on video. He goes, work. I got you on the dash cam. She's like, good. I'm glad you do. It's like, yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you for protecting me from you. My stepsister got pulled over in like the mid 90s. And, and our father was a police officer in Baltimore City. And she had just left a party. And yeah, she was like 19 or 20. Yeah, she was, she's a teenager. Uh, you know, she fit the description of somebody who might be up to no good. But she had just left uh, her mother's house and she had a brown paper bag with a bunch of steamed crabs in it. And it was folded over and it was sitting in the passenger seat. And this cop searched her car over the brown paper bag, thinking there was like weed or something in it. And it apparently ripped the whole car apart before even looking in the bag. And, and my family got to make fun of the, uh, the illegal uh, the illegal crabs for the rest of our See, going back to my case, going you know? back to my case with the mushrooms and their tags. It's almost not about that. It's a Fourth Amendment case. It is. It's fuck you. Leave people alone. And she that's so scary, man. Like no, my dad's a cop. Here's his name, and this was in Baltimore City. So even even with that, this guy was still a dildo to her. So see, being the dog. <laughs> that has the word "fuck" tarted in front of that. <laughs> the illegal crab. See, that, that's what I thought I was pushing back against. And and that's what I think is being pushed back. Yeah. Every right. time, like, every time there's... Phones. She yeah. couldn't document that. All she could do is tell this story. Imagine if that got out, especially in Baltimore City, where we love our crabs. Dear God, that would have been viral. That would have been all over the place. She would have been an internet celebrity. But we didn't have that. And now we have the luxury of being able to record that my friend wanda who's a, a nomad wanda the wanderer she is on youtube um she always does like you know traveling videos and finally and she said she's been inspired by us um she she recorded her first police incident this was actually security um at a metro station that was just being really shitty to a guy who was sleeping 
Um, but hey, there's two of you right now. It's crazy. Oh. You just got really loud. Uh, uh, <laughs> see, audio, audio is no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but no, just recording that, recording this guy being nasty. <laughs> You're making me sound ridiculous. You'll have to. You have to see it. Uh, it looks <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a two-headed Adam. <laughs> but we have to do that. We have to record. And while I was traveling, I recorded a couple of police encounters, but nothing happened. It wasn't worth posting. But we should all, like, if you talk about your civil duty in today's day and age, that's it. You don't have to have any bravery. You don't have to approach the cops. You don't have to know what to say, what not to say. Just record. And if they tell you to stand across the street, Zoom in, man. I mean, I can see the time on your watch across the room if I if I look at it right, right, with the camera. It's that should be keep yourself in charge like a matter of security, like keeping Absolutely. a sidearm loaded, which I'm gonna have to do now. I used to do that all the time in Oregon, and when I discovered um, Pete Irie and Ademo Freeman and top blockers, yeah, man. When I discovered them, like back in the day. I was just like, oh, my God, there's people like me that are literally just walking around doing this nonstop to police, you know? <laughs> yeah, was, well, the next level is to be like me. Make your life a continuous Fourth Amendment audit. Never travel without illegal psychedelics on your on your person. Um, no, I'm not kidding. Like, the thing about the arrest in, in Colorado, I hate to go back to that, but it was like, why did, why did that happen? Because I, I just live like government doesn't exist. You know, like I'm, I've always got some, like, in my life. I hate to, I shouldn't say this publicly, but like, yeah, 95% of the time, if a cop grabs me and violates my Fourth Amendment right, they're going to get me for another charge. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, shit. Um, but All asserting, right. now I'm not, now I can't do this anymore. Uh, but asserting your, or something that looks like that. Uh, but no, asserting your your Fourth Amendment right, I, I think that's that's the next level. What if if you can do that? What do you got? Uh, Lauren Snyder, stoked for Tucson. Yes, we have the uh, Tucson practical disobedience workshop with yeah, that's Mary Dixon. So cool. And yeah, yeah. Do you want to address uh, Mateo's comment too on uh, on Twitch, Mateo? <laughs> oh, in I thought we were streaming on I think we might be, but uh, Mateo says you need a YouTube stream to get more viewers. Uh, Mateo, this is this content I, is not welcome on YouTube. No, because no. that's down to, and I, I I'm and pretty sure that's like there is a stream. The most direct wording I can put on this, but no, this content is not welcome on YouTube, and I think I'm it's not the exact opposite. Willing no, no. to deal with the headache of YouTube or censoring myself to be on YouTube when the people who want to hang out with me Wednesday evenings can find me on fucking Odyssey. And that's it. And be and Mateo, follow us on Telegram. Anybody else? Stream on Odyssey. If you search Adam versus the man. Comment the catalog, on Twitch if you're too cool. But no, comment, the catalog's comment on, on YouTube, right? Yeah. But we walked away from YouTube. And Odyssey. It poured it all over. Yeah, it's on Odyssey too because oh. Odyssey, God bless them, is porting all your old videos over yes. to YouTube, which they did for my channel too. 
that to the engineers with the LBRY library blockchain Bravo. who engineered that. Bravo. I, yeah, I, I, Jim, Ed, and you all remember how many times did we, you know, get it for the morning when we had the daily format and find yeah, out. We, we uh, couldn't uh, say COVID okay. without getting put on, on the restriction list. And I'm actually surprised that, uh, Facebook still carries the channel because uh, you're still you're streaming live on Facebook right now, so that surprises me. For the videos, because we don't promote it, we don't have much of an audience. They they drown out his notifications here and there. It happens. The yeah, Captain Freebird YouTube channel got its first community guideline strike for talking about COVID, just today or yesterday. So you got an award. That's awesome. Oh, first time! First time. We should just start. You know what people really should do? This is a good idea. Hold a national awards convention for strikes, and like the person that gets removed after they start new channels that has the most uh, bands and whatnot. You know. Uh get nominated to win this could be a whole like pageantry man awards. i like it yeah i would be yes. meeting Do this it. that would really piss them off big time <laughs> now we need to come up with the the, the, the award have, itself it's gonna they gotta be pinging like hundreds of people's streams like that would yeah, be yeah yeah like we invite them all to the yearly national awards oh this is i could see this man this is a good thing um, you should you should start putting that into action, man. I'm yeah. definitely yeah. This I'm glad it just hit me because it's happening. John, you can help me. At least Facebook has a decency. To I, tell I'm down. Shadow banning me. They didn't yes. even tell us on YouTube we're being shadow banned. They just did it. YouTube, Facebook literally tells me, "Hey, we're literally shadow banning you. We have 33 more days, and we're gonna make sure that your feeds are at the bottom of the bottom of the list." Yeah, so I tells me traffic. I saw you post the screen cap oh of God. that. <laughs> Their posts at the bottom of other people's feet. That I never saw before. Me either. But they, I know I they've been do doing it. it. Uh, like, holy shit, but they're just saying it directly because we... Oh. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, they're, they're not even hiding the shadow band. They're flat telling you, hey, we're shadow uh, What should be obviously infuriating about this is that their basis for censorship is not even something like this is violent or this is rude or this is endangering. It's we don't like it. We don't like you, so you were fuck you. That, this would compel Facebook. more people to to really say it how it is, tell how they feel, get banned just so they can get to the award ceremony. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I feel you're done with this. That's like perfect. Yeah. It, it seems like telling. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's uh, no. It's, it's all you. It it seems to me like telling somebody that you're shadow banning them is like an intimidation tactic. Like, yeah, we're we're going to let you post and we're going to suppress your content to the point where no one can see it and there's nothing you can do about it. So sidestep was still the answer, right? <laughs> so that makes the awards. That makes the awards ceremony perfect. All right, like well, it's oh Joey's got a comment. One more topic for the uh, producers club panel that this kind of turned into. 
Uh, what do you all think about the national divorce talk going on nowadays? That's from Organized Revolt watching on Odyssey. Thank you for supporting Odyssey. By the way, I don't have any email with anything I'm supposed to put. I don't know enough about it right now to say anything. I'll look it up and start formulating my get the gears turning on it. It's very exciting that people are thinking outside the box fundamentally about political structures. And if localization is a trend, that's fucking awesome. Well, cool. I, just to explain to listeners and viewers what the national divorce is. Some people well, the national that. divorce is splitting the is, is the idea sort of popularized and codified in a tweet by Sarah Silverman, liberal comedian. Oh. Um, and and it's, it's separate blue states from red states. And I actually like Sarah Silverman. Great. <laughs> Will separate rent. What's much more likely is to have some states reform as regional alliances, uh, but that ultimately the greater direction is to, Sarah Silverman and the concept of national divorce gives into this silly, arbitrary, unidimensional concept that, like, the only thing that makes you different from me is that I'm red and you're blue. And, she and it's like, fuck that. And then you no, have states like Virginia where it's super blue and northern Virginia right, right, the rest right. of it's red or Nevada, for instance. Right, there are places that, that functionally that? or culturally are blue because of region and are more red because of the culture. Area, culture. So, yeah, it, it's, it's very superficial. It's very unlikely to succeed. I'm very excited and positive of it as a thought exercise and that it's it's becoming mainstream. So, look, guys, it's, it's 8 o'clock. Um, it's past my corona bedtime. No, I want. I'm getting hungry. I want to eat while I still I'm can. I'm hungry too. It is my appetite was fucked with last night from, from the COVID. I talked to my brother earlier, and he was like, "I can't talk." He he sounded like I'm not kidding. He sounded worse than I think I've ever heard him sound. And he was, I was just like, "Man, I love you, dude. I hope you feel better. This is this is bullshit." <laughs> I mean, I feel good going through it though. I mean, that it was, like, bad for a day, and I'm already, like, this show right. has made me feel so much it, better tonight. It started feeling like shit about 12 hours before you, and I'm at 98% right now, so the, you should be fine. The, 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 the actual, like, thing. I can handle being, like, weak and low energy. What sucks about that to me is the uncertainty. I had a headache, too. Like a skull cap head, and I don't know. Like, maybe it's the Pedialyte. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's all y'all on screen here. Maybe it's Edward's man. But I feel so much better right maybe. now. One thing that I look, I think of as your property being a real blessing, Adam, is that you are away from major networks, towers, yes. and all kinds of fuckery. Yes, but I I need to stop. I need to I need to pop some Pedialyte, and I need to eat while I can, and I need to go to bed early. Probably do one more clone at night just to be safe. Yeah. All right. But I think if callers, I don't want to go one at a time. Let's start with that Ed way. and go that over. Way. No, 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 no. Ed is last. Ed is, last, Ed right? is the on. Well, well let's do, start. wait, wait, wait. Before we go into this, should we smoke weed every day? Oh, yeah. Jim. Jim, come smoke Oh, yeah. Later. For sure. Cue it, Jim. Dry. 
All right. Final thoughts. We'll go this way here and then to Ombudsman Ed, finally. Uh, okay. Well, uh, so I'll start. Um, final thoughts. Just be good. Just like be nice to each other. I, I struggle with this sometimes, like because because of the things that I see in this world and stuff like that. But we all have to remember that we're human beings, and and at the end of the day, we really should just fucking just love each other. Let's just keep it like that. Yeah. All right, ants. Hey, yeah, so um, I like what he said. How do, I, how do I top that? You know, just love everybody. Love each other. Um, yeah, just keep uh, everyone stay strong. Keep doing what we do. Hopefully we can get through all this censorship bullshit and get to a point where we actually have a platform where we can actually have our voices heard and not manipulated by the system. Um, Adam, you're my fucking hero for the Colorado shit once again. <laughs> I love all of you guys. Hopefully, I get time to be on here more. But uh, I don't really have anything else, man. You guys rock. I tried to go to Mr. White first. I don't know what happened. I'm like, my screen's really dim. Uh, Mr. White? My battery, but Mr. White. We just watched Reservoir. I think you really, I think you touched on the theme, Adam, with the the national divorce thing, that there's a difference between like localizing and dividing. That um, if we are if we are dividing ourselves and if we're pointing fingers, we may be thinking that we're separating ourselves from a system that's hurting us, but we're really entrenching ourselves deeper into that Babylon mindset of oh, yeah. dependence on a system and. But if, if we're if we're localizing, then we're we're really taking responsibility, and that's what empowers liberty, and that's what empowers uh, that's what empowers unity. Yeah. Elevating people's humanity and recognizing it instead of denying it or suppressing it by trying to categorize it. Man, beautiful, beautiful. All in that field. All right, Mr. Ed, Ombudsman. This week, I pretty much agree with everything you had to say, and I have nothing to take you to task on personally. Joey, it's always glad to have you back here onto the show and missed you last week. Welcome back. I must attest that being the elder of the group, it's, I believe, more difficult for some of us that have been around for a little bit longer than the rest of you, because, you know, as we go along, the longer you've been here, the more you accumulate knowledge, facts, bullshit, all of that stuff. I've been here long enough and been through the ringer a couple of times, and it's been a while since I had to clean up my act. That said... I see a lot of leniency to the younger people and the freedom to allow them their own 
attitudes or identities or it's hard to put a finger on just what that is but there's a freedom for them to go ahead and be what they want to be there doesn't seem to be the same freedom for those of us that are elderly or older or whatever you want to call us okay we don't seem to have that same leniency for our ideas you know which we cling to just as rigidly as the new ideas the younger generations have taken on i see that the nuclear family has been under attack since the late 50s early 60s that's when i saw the the nuclear family come under attack by you know it's hard to say by what or whom because evil and government and a lot of things are, are starting to merge together and become undiscernible from each other so it's hard to put a finger on exactly who or what we're fighting you know those of us that are fighting with this attack on the nuclear family as it increased I saw the nuclear family go from, you know, a breadwinner and a person staying home, taking care of the foundlings that were raised in. And then before you know it, both of them had to go off to work. And the television and the, the government indoctrination centers had to raise those. And then from the, the screwy way that they got control mechanisms in, injected into them while the control mechanisms that their parents were trying to escape from that they suffered from their parents was tried to not be fostered upon the young ones now with this destruction of the nuclear family and and everything just all gone awry there's nobody you can trust and government is supposed to jump in and be our savior and take care of us and that's the direction where it's going it's been going that direction for a long time. But when they started spraying us with strontium and aluminum and barium and toxic things and, and starting to irradiate us with uh, frequencies that there's just unnatural for us to receive inside our atmosphere, they, they've been changing us. And, and not only are they getting, getting us away from the nuclear family, not only are they getting us – it's not about uh, – I believe it's not so much about an oppression by a government anymore. I'm starting to believe from what I've seen in of the, the let's say the things that look like they're alive in the injections that they're putting in millions of people. It looks like maybe there's an off world entity that has a hand in all of this. That is, it's not only an assault on the nuclear family, it's a, an assault on humanity of this planet in general. I mean, when it starts walking like a duck and quacking like a duck and it's yellow and it tastes like a l'orange when you cook it right, yeah. it's a fucking duck. No, Ed, I, I want to bring this back to people who might have heard me talk about it from a different angle, one of the major ideas you brought up 
uh, about attacking the nuclear family. For a long time, I've seen it as government wants to destroy healthy parenting so that it can take the place of a parent. Mm -hmm. And there's been a failure between generations of communicating some things that parents need to communicate to their children in order to be who they turn to instead of being afraid and turn to authority. Right? Ed, we love you, but you suck as an ombudsman. You're supposed to make fun of the show or, or something. All right, we're wrapping it up. So um, to summarize, don't be an asshole. Give blood if you've made it through this whole episode. During this episode, I stopped and put blood on my Google Calendar. It took me 10 seconds. If you haven't done that, figured out a way to say up, schedule an appointment, to donate blood, or whatever it is to make it regular for yourself next time. If you're like me, like I said, I'm, I'm not anal about it. Like, oh my God, it's going to be every two months. No. But next time I'm in Babylon and I can get an appointment once my two months is up, I probably give an average of once every three months. I'm not even that perfect about it. I might make an effort to step up now that we're in an actual crisis. But if you're not a regular blood donor, what's wrong with you? Fix it. Uh, and next week, we will be back to our regularly scheduled deprogramming with a more thoughtful episode on where we're at with this turning point in the COVID narrative falling apart. We're going to do some research. We're going to write some jokes in advance. That never happens here. Uh, we're gonna, but the uh, we're bringing together some news stories, some stuff we've seen over this last week um, where the, the I, so many I told you so is just piling up in an undeniable way, even in the mainstream. So with that, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a fun evening. I'm going to go sleep 12 hours. Wow, peace and love, y'all. Choose happiness and be excellent to each other. <laughs>